If you are a powerful, impactful, influential leader, it is your job to create clarity even when you cannot see. The only true competitor in the infinite game is yourself. The leader of the team has to go first. So where do ideas come from? Welcome to Nordic Business Forum Audio, the podcast that empowers leaders to change the world. I'm Heli, and in a moment, Susan Kane, the founder of The Quiet Revolution, talks about the topics of leadership and working life from introverts' perspective. This interview is a recording from Nordic Business Forum Helsinki in 2018. Enjoy. Susan Kane, she's the author of the best-selling book, Quiet, the Power of Introverts in a World That Just Can't Stop Talking. That came out in 2012 and also the founder of the Quiet Revolution movement, which is designed to shift our perceptions of introverts. Some people will have heard you talking about this on stage earlier, but I'd like to ask you to start by saying a little bit about the perceptions of introverts. What do people get wrong, most of all, when they think of an introvert? Because I'm an introvert. I read your book in 2012. It was really helpful for me to understand why I was exhausted after a day like this and needed to take myself off. And a lot of people don't really think that you can have a job like this and be an introvert, for yeah, example. Yeah, and I mean, it's funny because there's a number of, of misperceptions, but the first one is exactly what you just said. I think people assume that you couldn't possibly be an introvert and have a job like yours or be an introvert and be a CEO or, or some other kind of manager. And that's just not so. Um, what are the other? It, it, it's more a question of how do you go and recharge when you need to. Um, but other misperceptions would be for, for introverts who are not like you, who are sort of more obviously introverted, um, there is a misperception that those people are, don't like people, that they're misanthropic. And, very often, introverts are incredibly warm and friendly when they are with people who they know well, when it's in a setting that's more comfortable, maybe one-on-one -on -one or with two or three other people at a time. Um, there's actually no correlation between warmth and affection uh, and being an introvert or an extrovert. Um, so, so people really get that wrong. And I would say the third one is the idea that an introvert will not make as good a leader. Um, and in fact, there's a number of interesting studies that have found that introverted leaders deliver outcomes that in some cases even outperform extroverts, but really re strong outcomes. Um, and and we're, we're leaving behind a lot of talent by passing over introverts for leadership positions. Mm. Hopefully we'll have time to touch a bit more on leadership in a moment. But um, in terms of what you were saying around um, you are trying to shift perceptions yeah, and you've been trying yeah. to do this for the past six years. Yes. But do you think it's really happening and, and how easy will it be to oh my gosh. break down these stereotypes that have been around for so long? I have been so excited and so encouraged. Um, I've seen enormous changes over the last five years um, in the business sector in particular. And I'll just give you a few examples. Um, so... A professor I know who's a professor at Harvard Business School told me that when she used to teach uh, personality styles to her first-year business students, no one wanted to admit to being an, an introvert. It was, she apparently had classes of 100% extroverts raising their hands. Now it's not like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Now 50% of them are saying, yes, I'm an introvert. And then I'm seeing this in businesses themselves. I think we're, we're at a point now um, where where businesses are starting to define diversity and inclusion in broader ways. 
And so we're looking at diversity of race and gender and so on. And we're also looking at diversity of personality styles. And, and That's I'm really fascinating. seeing that. Do you think there could yeah. be a tick box when you're applying for a job? Race, I, gender, introvert, extrovert? You know, I'm, I'm not a fan of tick boxes in general, so I hope not. Yeah. Um, but I think it's more just a question of, um, of opening up these dialogues and making all of these conversations socially acceptable to have. Um, I, just before my talk, I, I, I had lunch with a number of business leaders here at the conference, um, and we were all talking about the places in which we feel very uncomfortable about speaking or networking or things like that. And, you know, normally business leaders do not admit, they don't, they don't confess that they have these feelings because it's not socially acceptable to talk about. The minute you make it part of everyday conversation, people really want to talk it through. Do you think they felt more comfortable sharing that because you were there and you yes. were leading that conversation? Yeah, I do, I do. But I don't think it's a, you know, it happened to be me in that setting, but it doesn't have to be me. It could be any company or any team leader deciding this is an agenda that we're putting on the table and yeah. creating a space where you can talk about it. Yeah, it is surprising actually when you're preparing for events like this, maybe you're in the side with guests and if you mention how are you feeling, people will often say, oh, I'm, I'm nervous. Yeah. And yet you've seen them speaking and doesn't look like that at all. Right, So right. Um, yeah. very interesting insights. Um, you talked a bit earlier about how it is possible for and, and important and it can be very good when introverts and extroverts have relationships or have friendships but it can be very easy to seek out people that are similar to ourselves mm -hmm. and I think you know introverts classically if they are seeking out company would want to do that so how can we encourage those interactions to to be more meaningful and, and to take place more regularly well I would actually disagree with the premise of the question because there's actually a lot of evidence for introverts and extroverts being attracted to each other um, in romantic relationships, but also just in personal friendships and as colleagues, there's a real sense of feeling that someone who has a different personality style compliments you on the one hand, and also mm. that you admire them for bringing things to the table that you're not bringing yourself. I think we all know um, what our strengths are and where are the places that we don't have as much to give, and we're really happy to have someone else around who can give those things. Um, so. Do you think introverts can rely on extroverts too much then? In the workplace, for example, if there's two of you at a similar, doing a similar role, one's an introvert, one's an extrovert? Well, I think it works both ways. Um, extroverts also rely on introverts to sometimes keep things more grounded, um, to be thinking through what are the nuances of a situation. Not that extroverts don't see nuances, because they do, but um, their temperament is such that they want to kind of just do it, you know, like, like sort of charge ahead, which is an enormously valuable way of being, but it means you're not stopping down, uh, stopping as much to, to, to think everything through at every moment. So I think that we, each type really needs to rely on the other and not to over rely, as you're saying. Okay. Um, yeah. A lot of what we're talking about here is authenticity. I just need a moment yeah. to be authentic to let people know that I'm hearing everything that's going on on the main stage really loudly in my ear rather than the countdown I'm supposed to have here. So I'm just oh hoping gosh. that... <laughs> so I've been trying to uh, process all of that while we've been having this I conversation. I never would have guessed that. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, it's gone away now and hopefully we've got a little bit more time um, before the next guest. Um, now, one thing, we are in Scandinavia, which is yes. uh, a culture that is seen to be more introverted. And you right. actually said in, in your book something about um, feeling like you could be at home with the Finns. How do you find it yeah. being here? How is a conference like this different to, to other places? Oh my gosh, I loved it from the moment I got here. And I arrived in Helsinki yesterday morning 
and I absolutely love it. Um, there's a specific combination. People had told me this about the Finns, and I'm finding it to be true, of being um, quiet and also warm and friendly, kind of all together. And, and I really enjoy that vibe. And I'm, I, I felt it from the minute I arrived in the city and from the minute I arrived in this conference. So is yeah. there anything you'll take home, or is there anything you think that others can, can learn from, from the Finns? Well, I, you know, I, I think that there's a lot to be said from an understated way of interacting. There's a lot to be said also from a more kind of out there way of interacting. But um, the, the more understated style, I think, e very easily creates spaces for authenticity because you're not asking the other person to perform, uh, to perform and you're not performing yourself. Mm. You're just there being yourself. And especially in this day and age where we are all encouraged to brand ourselves and to perform our lives on social media, mm. um, even if we want to be authentic, we're, we're, we keep getting so many signs that we're not supposed to be, uh, that I, th I think this way of being is very helpful, mm. excuse me, within the global culture. Yeah, it's very interesting because other people have talked about how you can sort of have an, a different persona online that might be a chance for introverts to to communicate in a yeah. different way. But yeah. there's there's positives and negatives to to the, to this is, is what you're saying. Well, on social media, I think there are ways to use social media authentically and ways to do the opposite. So. You, you can use it to have very sincere conversations and to make very sincere postings about what you're up to. Um, and you can also instead look at it as how many followers do I have and you know, what, what, what photographs can I post of last weekend's party that make me look as happy, as successful, as beloved as possible. And, and you know, that's, no one really wants to live that way at the end of the day, but we're all encouraged to. Yeah, it would be exhausting, I think, if, if you did live that way. Yeah. Um, so we, we were going to talk about leadership. We've got time for just a, a couple of quick questions around that. So yeah. if you are more of an introverted type and you found yourself in a leadership position, yeah. a couple of top tips. You mentioned a few on stage. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I just want to say there are... Uh, so many yeah. <laughs> introverts in, yeah. in these positions. Uh, you see it especially in Silicon Valley, um, but really everywhere. And so some tips would be um, to sit down with your teams and talk about what your style is like and find out what their styles are like. You want to make sure that you're avoiding misunderstandings. So for example, if, if you know that you're going to be maybe less um, uh, less communicative all throughout the day than your predecessor was. You might want to explain, this is how I am, this is what it means, don't, please don't misunderstand, right? Um, also, to really lead from a place of conviction. Um, if, if you are an introvert in a leadership position, chances are you got that way through a fierce sense of passion and commitment for what you're doing, and that's going to be one of your greatest strengths. So, so don't lose sight of that space within you. And the reverse, you're an extrovert, you've mm -hmm. got introverted team members, you want yes. to give them the same opportunity to develop as extroverts. How do you yeah. channel that? One-on-one. -on -one. Um, people often assume that introverted employees are less ambitious than they actually are. Um, so schedule one-on-ones with your people and just ask them straight up. Ask them to prepare in advance because they're not gonna wanna um, be taken by surprise but to prepare in advance to talk about what their ambitions are uh, within their companies, within their careers, for the next one year, three years, five years, and how can the two of you as a team 
map out a plan for them to get from here to there. Okay, brilliant. Fantastic yeah. to talk to you. You too. Uh, Susan Kane. Thank you so much for listening. You can keep on learning from other world-class experts by listening to our following episodes. To share your feedback, drop us an email at audio at nbforum.com. Until then, go make a change.